0: Today we're going to get into some nitty-gritty hard stuff on Mm -hmm. parenting. But
1: good stuff.
0: Some of these quotes you might not like, but if you want good kids, it's where we got to go. So stay with us. Welcome to The Home Place. I'm Paul, this is Carolyn, and we are continuing through our series, Parenting Tips, What Works and What Doesn't and there's a thousand different things that we could go on but we are following through this book child Mm -hmm. guidance today we are on section five
1: and uh, you know i just got to say that each one of the chapters in section five could be a whole hour-long program in and of itself yeah that's what
0: i was going to say so
1: so i'm hoping that as we go through this you're going to be motivated to get a hold of this book and start going through it yourself because as much as we're talking about there's tons that we can't cover well the
0: chapters there's like six chapters in this section that we're dealing with today there's self-control quietness Mm. respect and reverence uh caring handling property health principles cleanliness neatness order and regularity purity and we're going to do that in half an hour and there's only so much
1: that we can cover so if you are familiar with this book and there's things and you're thinking why didn't they talk about that
0: can't do everything this isn't time so let's let's dive in I'm (laughs) going to read this first one it's about self-control well may the mother inquire with deep anxiety as she looks upon the children given to her care What is the greatest aim and object of their education? Is it to fit them for life and its duties? To qualify them to take an honourable position in the world? To do good? To benefit their fellow beings? To gain eventually the reward of the righteous? If so, then the first lesson to be taught them is self-control. For no undisciplined, headstrong person can hope for success in this world or reward in the next child guidance page 91 powerful stuff and we know that i mean just going back to the very last line there we know that headstrong just do it my way or the highway type of person generally doesn't go very far well you see adults. Or not very well liked
1: you see adults that are just lacking in self-control right and when you see that you know maybe they're driving and you cross them and they do one of these (laughs) and it's like what what i always think is they didn't learn something in their childhood. Yeah. And so, this is what it is.
0: So for moms who, if you watch the previous programs, are the primary child carers, not that dads are Well, this quote hook.
1: refers to the It though. does.
0: So self-control, we can teach that in so many mm-hmm. different ways, in so many situations.
1: Multiple times in a day. Yeah,
0: just how they handle their toys, how mm-hmm. they handle their temper, how they speak to people how they eat it's just a thousand things so all we can say at this point is moms dads one of the central things in training our children is to teach them self-control and it it came across for me as i was reading this you know sometimes we teach our children behave (laughs) and they behave well until we're not around and because we haven't taught them self-control they just do whatever they want when we're not around. Mm -hmm. So this self-control is good because then when we're not around, they can control themselves. I mean, it's not, it's God working through them, but um, yeah, Yeah. this is not just good behavior. This is self-control. It's the next level Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to read us the next quote, Wifey? Yeah,
1: let's do that. If parents desire to teach their children self-control, they must first form the habit themselves. The scolding and fault-finding of parents encourages a hasty, passionate temper in their children. Ouch! (laughs) Have I been scolding and fault-finding in the past with my children? Yes we have but this is just a huge encouragement and really it's it's anything we want to teach our children if we're not doing it it's not do as I say not as I do that isn't the way we want to parent because yeah. it catches up to you and we all have some elements in our frail humanity that we do but it catches up
0: yeah well I think what's going on here it's not just self-control if we try to teach them one thing but we live the other. Mm-hmm. Maybe we say, hey, kids, we don't want you to grow up drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes. You know, and they say, but you do. It really takes it out. Or yeah. we, do, we don't want you eating sugar, but you do or whatever it so is. So
1: whatever you don't want them to do, guess what? Don't do.
0: And this, when it to self-control, I mean, we have done this, as you alluded to. It's like you blow up at the children because they were impatient. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> where they get it from we
1: are learning and god is merciful and patient with us thank god he is so
0: this is the second time this has come out and we're only on program number three of parenting tips what works what doesn't but really it's it's a battle with our own self and our own christian walk that determines the success um of course kids have their own choices so we can be perfect like god is perfect and a third of his kids angels didn't listen to him so you know we can't blame ourselves if mm. our kids make wrong choices but we can blame ourselves if we try to tell them one thing and we do something different right yeah okay yeah. i'll read the next one nothing for which they cry oh this is this this quote i'm sorry this is one of those ones that's gonna cross your will but i have
1: to tell you i know this qu- i could i could re- recite it to you i've read it so many times okay here it goes
0: <laughs> give them nothing for which they cry even if your tender heart desires ever so much to do this. For if they gain the victory once by crying, they will expect to do it again. The second time, the battle will be more vehement. And the the word cry here, I think, is a word that we can get hooked up on. But really, it's give them nothing for which they whine. Right. And And,
1: and, and, And I think we're going to end up doing this a lot in the series. But... There's a message that I gave years and years ago called Parenting Principles for the Early Years. You can find it on the YouTube. Yeah, we'll and, put a link in the comments. Right, and, and that's where I use this quote because, and I wanted to balance it, and I want to do that here. So when an infant cries because his diaper needs changing, uh-oh, nothing for which Or he hasn't eaten cry. all day. Yeah, <laughs> so we, we've got to cover this because there are people who will take this to an extreme. What right. this is saying is when you're in Walmart and you're child is fussing at the checkout because they want the candy, you don't just give them the candy to keep them quiet. You encourage them so you can take that in different ways. So now when you're at home and it's meal time but it's not quite ready yet, your child doesn't have to have a tantrum and now all of a sudden you're gonna get them the meal because you don't want them to throw a fit, they have to learn. They can have self-control. Don't just... This This is very much linked to the right, previous quote. Right, right. It's not about I cry, I get, because yeah. that is that is society out there, and it is the way that young people well, are being and, raised.
0: And and it's our responsibility as parents to raise our kids whilst they're mouldable in those early right, years, because right. if we just give them whatever they want because they, they make they a big for, enough scene yeah. about it, what's going to happen when they're at work and they're 22 and it's like, man, I didn't get my parking well, and spot. Another and another real
1: classic example of you're church and the service is about to start and your two-year-old starts to fuss and make a great big hullabaloo and you take them out to the mother's room. And in the mother's room, there's toys and there's all kinds of oh, things. Yeah, just have a great time. Like, what's your child going to do every Sabbath? Yeah. They're going to cry to get to the mother's room. So when our children cried, or, you know, I mean, cried, but you know what I'm saying? When they, There's different Wind. ways of doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Teenagers well, cry in I different ways. I was way. going <laughs> to say,
1: adults do this too. Nothing for which we all do it in our various yeah. ways. But it's when not our, cry like tears yeah, coming down the face. When our yeah. children would do that, they knew that they would not be going to the mother's room. They yeah. knew that it was going to be to deal with the and situation. And I think that's the
0: lesson that we're trying to teach right. here. And there's another quote that comes later on is, you can't just fuss and get your way. Right. And if we can teach them that when they're little, oh, oh how much God helpful help that would be.
1: Because you see so many adults that still do that. Yes. You know, And you they, can... they
0: feel like the world's against them and because the they haven't got to them on things. One. This is pretty tough. And we may seem like we're being pretty hard, but, you know, take it for for what it says if if you could step back it's like yeah this is we're not talking about not being compassionate we're not talking about not being tender and loving watch the last two programs (laughs) this this is a balancer this is more on the firm side and we live in a world where everybody's soft and everybody's whining and so this is super important and,
1: and we really applied this to the lives of our children as they were little growing up
0: yeah yeah. And okay, let's 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 move yeah, on just for that. the sake of time again. Number 4.
1: Show respect for your children and do not allow them to speak one disrespectful word to you. You see again, not that we were trying to pick on as the parents but it's like if you want children to respect you guess what demonstrate it by being respectful to them yeah how would they see it otherwise and, you know and i'm not saying that because we're these angelic people with wings folded behind us because our children would tell you <laughs> no they're not there just the hood <laughs> on my hoodie our children will tell you no we didn't always do this yeah and as a result guess what we had to deal with some disrespect as every parent does yeah but learning I, I,
0: I think the mindset that parents have is um, you're just little and I'm the boss and you need to do what I say and right, we end right. up treating them like the dog or, or worse, worse than the dog worse.
1: but we wouldn't speak to our neighbor that way or if the pastor called or somebody else yeah. we'd be very respectful but somehow our children don't get that respect why, why
0: is that why are we not being respectful to our I children i think partly
1: of what you said yeah it's like they're little they shouldn't you know i'm i'm the boss they're the they're the child and yeah if we want them to respect us we respect again them. we have to model
0: it yeah. they, they have to yeah. see us even when we're upset they need to see us being respectful right, um, right. okay that, that was a short one uh <laughs> Number five is also a short one. Do not allow them to think that because they are children, it is their privilege to make all the noise they wish in the house.
1: (laughs) Now, I want to say, is that okay? Yeah. That didn't say all the noise they wish period it didn't say that it said in the house where are you
0: going with that then? because they, they can be noisy outside. Be
1: outside and enjoy themselves and just you know it's okay i mean not screaming and,
0: hollering self-control. and sh-
1: still self-control yes. but they you know childish laughter and all of that is quite appropriate
0: and and the thing is that Children are way more excitable and energetic and vocal than we are at our age. Right, right. So we can get, we can kind of frown on them, but there's got to be boundaries. It's not just free for all but right. you can do whatever and you want.
1: But that doesn't mean it didn't say they shouldn't make any noise in the house. You know, I can think of Caleb as a little one on the on the rug by the wood stove with his little mat with his cars and he's making. Of course what's a boy going to do? They're going yeah, they're doing all those noises. Now if it's so loud that we can't have a conversation. That's out of place. That's not appropriate. That yeah. can happen outside. that's perfectly okay out
0: there again this is this is calling to us as parents to have some boundaries yeah and to lovingly um enforce those boundaries lovingly
1: and to understand that because they're children doesn't mean that you have to live with this absolute raucous in your house 24 7 yes it doesn't have to be that way
0: yeah uh, excellent. Okay, that was page 97. Let's move on to. This number six. is
1: a really short one. Teach them to eat in a clean manner.
0: Well, why would they say that? <laughs> I mean, or, because
1: I know adults who don't do that, yeah, <laughs> and I know teenagers who don't do that, and, again, and I know it, juniors that don't do that, yeah,
0: and, and again, it's a form of respect, right? It, it's and this isn't just eat cleanly, this is be polite, it's table manners just right. to make it enjoyable. Well, you for know everybody. how it
1: is if you're in a restaurant and you're sitting and somebody over here is eating and they're talking and their food's falling out of their mouth does it turn you off it really turns my stomach right. and so just it's really simple teach them you know what you don't talk with your mouthful we're really home is the training ground it is to produce socially acceptable young people
0: and just, can, just courteous right, children right. that grow that people up to be,
1: be around yeah. rather than like oh boy
0: yeah a certain a certain refinement that is appealing to yeah. people it's like yeah. you know so and,
1: and really is a good demonstration of a christian
0: yes yeah can you imagine a you know a five-year-old eating with spaghetti hanging out their mouth and mom and dad You know uh, messy eaters as well so they don't correct the child because they're messy eaters and then this kid goes off for an interview he's 18 maybe and the boss says you know i got a few more questions you know let's let's go to the restaurant and you know have a chipotle or something and it's like there's got stuff running down his face (laughs) i mean you could lose the job over it so
1: no no question you know when our children were little i don't know if you remember this we'd often say to them can you imagine Jesus and his disciples doing this? You know, then we would get the visual picture. They're eating spaghetti or whatever they would eat, you know, and it's like, can't really picture that. Now, again,
0: there's got to be a balancer. You've got a two-year-old of and course. they're just learning to eat and, you know, they had their hand in the soup and now their oh, hand's yeah. in the hair. It's okay, you've We've got to go through. the
1: classic pictures that every parent does with, you know, the pop, the, the, the ice cream or whatever all over. Yeah. But the,
0: the word here in the quote, teach them to eat in a clean manner, not just tell them one time right. and expect it to be done. So what, Teaching they do, goes on.
1: what they do when they're a year old, you wouldn't expect to see when they're 20.
0: Yeah, you want to see progress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and all we're doing is bringing out these quotes and bringing them to your attention. You're not going to be able to deal with all of them in one day yeah. unless house turns into a Uh, Boot camp. camp. Uh, (laughs) But just lodge that in your mind, and the next time it's a good opportunity to start working on that, work on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, if the family's not eating together, this training doesn't go on. So make sure that you have a meal or two together each day. Mm -hmm. Um, Number seven unclean, neglected corners in the house will tend to make impure, neglected corners in the soul. Mothers, you are the educators of your children. And you can do a great deal if you begin early to inculcate pure thoughts by fitting up their rooms in a clean, tasteful, attractive manner.
1: You know, this is just... I love how practical these things are. So here's a reason why we spring clean. We don't need those dark, dingy...
0: Who spring cleans anymore? Oh, people
1: do. Oh, absolutely they do. Wow. You just don't know about it, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but those dark corners, don't, we don't need to have those. That's kind of All what those that's untidy corners, those but,
0: neglected corners. Right,
1: I love how practical this is. This is saying, moms, make your children's bedrooms tasteful and attractive make this an an enjoyable attractive place for your young people to be and if it is that means it's not going to be dark and dingy that means it's not going to be stale air you're going to have a window open some light coming in yeah you're going to have some orderliness and some order and tidiness in there and if we do that it's like we do that part god's part is protecting their minds, yes. keeping their minds yeah. and their hearts pure. So the
0: sheets on their beds changed right. you know, regularly right. and just so everything is clean and crisp and bright. Right. Um, and that, that leads to cheerfulness. And, and right. like you said, God works in the, the clean thoughts. It's just a cleaner life, a right. cleaner right. thought and life. You, and we
1: tend to think it's all, you know, purity of heart is all about what goes into our minds. But it's not just that. It's what you see. We do. Yeah. I think it's that we do our part, God does his part.
0: You know, in, I grew up in England and, well, we both did. And there, there <laughs> so was I, a, I was there. <laughs> there was a saying that said, and I don't know if it was in the US, but uh, godliness is next to cleanliness. Cleanliness
1: is next to godliness. Yeah, in,
0: in, the, in the dictionary, which of course it isn't. But in, in the dictionary of life, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, okay, number eight. We're rolling on through.
1: Children should be taught that they must not handle the property of other people. For the comfort and happiness of the family, they must learn to observe the rules of propriety. Mm. When I read that,
0: Again, I... Again, this is, this is almost like, oh, that's so like 1800s like. But but
1: it actually isn't. It isn't. And it's very relevant. It starts in the home. So, and, and I'm just going to be out there and say this. So our two year olds don't have the right to pick up daddy's iPhone. No. They don't. Right. And neither do our three year olds or our five year olds or our seven year olds unless we have said you can have this. Yeah. Whether it's the phone, the computer, the iPad, the whatever. And you know, then that gets encouraged that siblings don't and we taught our children those things are yours, those things are yours. And if you want to use your brother's things, ask, ask him. Just ask.
0: And we taught our kids to be generous right, as we well. Right, we taught
1: them to share. And so, but the, the, I can still remember a very specific situation for Caleb. We were visiting a home. Yes. And he walked into a room and there was a little pot and it was a, it was a medication. It had some like powder yeah. medication in there. And for some reason, and first of all, we had taught them, taught both our children, you just go wandering in somebody's room in their house. Who knows what had happened, but he was six. Curiosity. Curiosity got the better of him. He picked up the pot, took off the lid, and he spilled it on the floor. And it was
0: pretty expensive medicine. It was
1: expensive stuff. And so at six years old, we came up with a plan for how he could pay that money back to replace yeah i remember i remember that he was
0: moving some gravel he was
1: he did he did yeah he He did and the family that is whose house it was says oh it's not a problem we said no this is a great opportunity to learn Right, right so that means and this this kind of Flows onto that means at grandma's house, grandma doesn't have to put all her ornaments six feet high on the top of the refrigerator. Because the kids are gonna come and right. grab
0: everything. Yeah. They
1: learn, and where are they gonna learn that? They're gonna learn that at home. So yes. you have stuff round and about, and you teach them what is theirs to touch and what isn't theirs yeah, to, to mean, touch. Yeah, I mean, if we can
0: teach them not to touch the the cooktop and the wood stove or, or, or the some kind of something that's hot, yeah. Uh, then we can teach them, we can take that. And again, this this brings another point to my mind, and that is, where are we going to set the bar, Mm -hmm. parents? Are we going to set it right down here so the children can pretty much do anything you know they want and we don't have to really do much training? Or are we going to set the bar a bit higher and go through the work of bringing their characters up to that level? Mm -hmm. I say, if you look around the world today, we need to raise the bar higher.
1: Right. And here's the thing. As we raise the bar higher, typically what ends up happening is our parents, the children's grandparents, their uncles and aunts, and some people don't like it. They don't like seeing that process.
0: But they like the results. But they
1: love the results.
0: So it comes back to at home, go through the process right. and the nitty gritty at home, not in front of the grandparents. Right, you or know. whoever. It's <laughs> yeah.
1: home home really, and this this brought this out in the previous section about the school, home and the, home is the school, and the school is at home to start with. Yes. It just is a training ground. It's nothing about scholas- scholastics. That's What's a good word. <laughs> okay, let's move
0: on. Uh, this one's me. Oh, before I read this quote, I got to tell you, we are about to cross your will. We talked about that in the last program, but that was for the kids. But mom, dad, I'm telling you, this might be hard. Okay, but don't tune out. Stay with us. Fathers and mothers, do you realize the importance of the responsibility resting on you? Do you allow your children to associate with other children without being present to know what kind of education they are receiving? Do not allow them to be alone with other children. Give them your special care. Child Guidance, page 114. Okay, before you get mad at us, we're just reading the book. Okay, it was in a great inspired book written a long time ago.
1: And if we had... Our, there's a lot of things if we had our time over, like every parent, we would change in the way we raised our children. Right. But there's, there are a number of things we wouldn't change, and this is one of them.
0: We actually did this, because I know I know when we first read this, it was like...
1: how do you do that
0: I mean that the world is built around children being with children alone the playground and you know if you send your kids to public school this is out of the window right so we homeschooled our kids and no apology it was one of the greatest things we ever did it was a blessing for us (laughs) it was a blessing for them today they're both serving the lords they both have great educations and it started in homeschool right um but here um do not allow them to be alone with other children why go ahead well
1: here's the thing so we've been in ministry for many many years and had a lot of people come over the years sharing their broken scenarios and if we were to spend the next the rest of today just sharing with you those scenarios you would be heartbroken to hear what has happened to children in an instant almost that mom and dad are out of the room and they're in the bathroom or they're who, who knows where and life-changing scenarios happen. Oh yeah, yeah. And now so, this
0: wasn't difficult for us to do this because we were motivated by the quote and by the stories right, that we were told. Right. And we did this all the way through. Now, what did that look like at different ages? Well, when they were uh, in their teens, we they were associating with their friends. We didn't class them as children at that point. But we were around and we could right. check in and we would check in. But yeah. when they we, we were
1: we were a part of a lot of their interactions with their friends. And you know something? Here's something you might not know. Our children, your children, want you in their lives. Yes. And when they're especially when they're young and they're playing games and they're playing the Legos and they're playing go hide seek. They love it when mum and dad are involved. If mum
0: and dad come and be children, not mum and dad come and be wagging their finger.
1: So, we would, how this rolled out for us is we would be part of their life and we would get involved in what they did. And there were also expectations that they would be part of our life. Yeah. And and so we didn't just let them run.
0: Yeah. Practically speaking, we're at church. I want to visit with my brothers or, you know, adults. And where are the children at five and seven? Stood. I got Caleb by my side and you got Hannah by right. your side. And then sometimes, you know, they would be, because we taught them to not interrupt as well, that Caleb would be tapping on me and said, Daddy, all the other kids are running around in the parking lot. Now, he knew he wasn't going to go on his own and I say, okay, as soon as I finished here, Caleb, we'll go as well. And I would run around the parking lot with the kids just so I was there with our kids. And he
1: still does. We haven't got little kids now, but he's doing. he still does it with the little kids.
0: <laughs> but the, the thing is that I knew for Caleb, it was like, my dad's here, my dad's here. This is exciting for him. He wasn't just there on his own. Yeah. And yeah. this also meant if we're visiting a family and all the kids go off to the bedroom. And the door closes,
1: you know that feeling.
0: Yeah, we would go and we right. would open the door and we say, hey kids, how about you come play well, here? Well, you know, we helped
1: our children to understand. So, you know, this fam- family's coming to visit and probably, you know, you're going to want to play. So go get the things, bring them out in the living area. Yeah. So we can see. It was a bit of We can see what's happening. And they had to understand. And if they went to go get stuff and all the children would follow, they would grab it and come back out and all the children would follow. So I know
0: (laughs) this is radical and it's like, whoa, this is too big. But hey, you're looking at a couple that did it and it worked. and, And
1: I want to say we did it 20 years ago. Yeah. Today? It's even more important. And I could and I don't wanna go there, but even as recent as just in the last week, there have been people coming and saying, This is what happened. And these days, what was happening twenty years ago versus what is happening today when your son goes to the restroom oh, yeah. is so, a completely different thing.
0: Yeah. So if you if you love and want to protect your children and protect other children from your children. Right. We challenge you to think about and pray about putting this into action.
1: And it is possible. It's not easy, but it's very possible. And again, you can read, listen, watch more about it in that same program, Parenting Principles for the Early Years. Okay,
0: link in the comments below or above, depending on what platform you're on. Okay, and the last one, wifey.
1: If the children have a room which they know is their own, And if they are taught how to keep it tidy and make it pleasant, they will have a sense of ownership. They will feel that they have within the home a home of their own and will have a satisfaction in keeping it neat and nice. That is just a lovely quote. It's it's so interesting
0: as you're reading that just before we started this program, we were FaceTiming with our daughter. Right. And she is uh, the dean, girls dean at Heritage Academy in Tennessee, USA. And she has a home of her own now. I mean, she's only 22, but it's part of the responsibilities. Her home is attached to the dorm. And it's her little place. She she was telling us that it's not always her place because it gets invaded. Uh, (laughs) Which she loves by all the girls. We can teach our kids, even when they're at home, hey, this is your room. You you deck it out you save your money and buy a few nice things well, and we if you provide want to be a some... minimalist have it you know if you want to be a clutter queen like my dear wife then <laughs> you can <laughs> you can do that but make it tidy make it your own and you can have fun and we will come and hang out in your room Well,
1: and now we've had the joy of seeing i'm just thinking of caleb because it happened very recently we've had the joy of seeing caleb fly the nest go across the entire other side of the country and set up, get, his home. set up his home and he's sending us videos and pictures of I bought this here in Ikea and here's where it's gone and there's these cushions and, and he, he,
0: he went the minimalistic but look. it looks
1: so nice it does, yes. and yes. we are so proud of him and he learned it by having that within the home so you're teaching them how to do that one day when they fly the next yeah. and also
0: hey it's giving them a sense of ownership yeah, um, yeah. And that's that's another topic, but we'll have to finish <laughs> it here. For another week. We just wanted, before we close, we're not going to have time for a marriage tip. We knew we weren't because these yeah. were long quotes. But we just wanted to let you know that The Home Place is on YouTube. That's where all our videos mm-hmm. go. They're also on our website and they're on Facebook, but YouTube is the home. So if you like this video, please head over to YouTube, like the video, subscribe to our channel. Click when, on that bell. Yeah, when you subscribe to the channel and click on the bell, as Carolyn says, <laughs> then every time we upload a video, you. Get get an email or a bing bong or something, and you can go and watch it at your leisure. Uh, Also, if you, uh, somebody who prefers to listen, if you go over to Apple and their podcasts or Google podcasts, we're there as well. The audio of all of these programs is there, or you can get it on our website, thehomeplace.org. One more thing about the website. Carolyn and I are totally dedicated to this work of helping folks like you. This is our full-time work. And we rely on contributions to keep it going. Um, today is our first birthday. Yes. Uh, we have been going one whole year. And God has blessed, but in every way. Um, but there's not a huge amount of money in the bank.
1: Right. <laughs> and I just wanted to say, for those of you who might be wondering, so they all they do is just put out a video. Well, we put out videos. We maintain and manage the website. We also have a couple of conferences that we're doing each year, and um, I do a lot of phone advisory kind of stuff. So yeah. I get a lot of appointments that come in over the phone. Yeah, it, it's it's and good, email as well. But
0: it's a good fifty, sixty hours a week yeah. for both of us. So anyway, if you feel impressed to support this work, go over to thehomeplace.org. Click on the donate button mm-hmm. and in, in advance we thank you. Uh, anyway, this was Paul and Carolyn. We pray you are blessed. Bye-bye.